0: Welcome to the See the Miracle Podcast. I'm your host, Brady Murray. And I'm your co-host, Andrea Murray. Our podcast will feature inspiring guests within the Special Abilities community. Together, we will be sharing how families and communities are rising up and seeing the miracle of individuals with special abilities. That's something to be proud of. That's a life you can hang your head on. All right. Welcome, everybody, to our podcast. Extremely excited to be able to have our guest, Alan Lawrence, today. Alan is the the founder, I would say, and the the brainchild, the mastermind behind an amazing uh, following that's happening right now with That Dad blog that you can follow on Instagram and and some of the other amazing things that we'll talk about with what Alan is doing right now. But uh, Alan, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks
0: for having me. Yes, very good. So We have to start with just telling us a little bit about what you're doing on Instagram and about your family and everything, all of the above. So fire away. We'd love to love to learn about this. This is a pretty amazing story.
1: Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been a fun journey, Um, an unexpected one, but truly a blessing in my life. We are just having a ball uh, being on Instagram and sharing our family dynamic. We have six kids. So we love sharing the joys and challenges of having a big family, and and hoping that people can understand that they're having a big family and having a lot of kids have some has so much to offer, and also talking about our son Will, who has special abilities, and and how we have grown as a family with uh, learning and growing and sharing the joy with Will, and. We also have a YouTube channel uh, called That Dad Blog as well, where I make funny videos to try to make my kids laugh and think that I'm cool, (laughs) Um, do fun things, things like that. It's just been a a great time. And so, yeah, that's kind of where we're at with the blog. And it has been such an incredible blessing because it has allowed us to connect with so many different people, amazing people who have children with special abilities and just their energy and grow with their energy, and then share our story and hear other people talk about how our story has helped them to uh, open their eyes to a world that, uh, that is, a lot of people aren't familiar with, with people who have special abilities and what they have to offer the world. So incredible. It's hard to describe the blessing that it's been. Yeah.
0: Well, I think that's a, a great place to really start to dive in. You, you have six children and my intro to you and, and where really I fell in love with your family is with the hashtag will Can fly, and oh. all of the amazing things that you did that showed your son who, who has Down syndrome, who has special abilities as we like to refer to it, could actually fly um, with some of the amazing video or the, the photography abilities that you have with Photoshop and so forth. Tell us a little bit about how that started, because it seems like that was that was the one thing that that started to really take off for you.
1: Sure, yeah, it was. So, 2014, uh, Will was born in 2013, and in 2014, I we noticed that Will had. Well, let me back up just a little bit. Before Will was born, we didn't know that he had Down syndrome, mm-hmm. and we, my wife and I had very little understanding of what it meant to, um, we didn't know anybody that down syndrome, you know, we had very little interaction with, with that world. And so when Will was born, it was definitely a surprise. It, my wife, let's say my wife took it a lot better than I did. Um, learning it, I had unfortunately some selfish emotions that I had to work through and some different Pride checks you know that i just could be completely honest and it took a couple months for me to realize the huge blessing that will was going to be in our life and thankfully through the help of some amazing friends a community and my amazing wife who was able to just kind of have me check myself and say hey get over yourself you know this is going to be an amazing thing for our family I was able to open my eyes to an incredible, beautiful world. I like, I like to call it uh, Will allowed me to see with the eyes of God um, to kind of remove some of the filters that I had put unknowingly on myself by viewing other people and, and different things. And so, you know, I didn't want other dads per se or just anyone in general to go through that same lack of, of uh, understanding or to, to have that same sort of fear, I guess, in that in the world of understanding people who have special abilities. And so I felt inspired one day. I was like, I want to share Will's story and what a blessing he is to our family. And I, I, well, I want to know how to do this in some special way. So I was kind of praying about it and, you know, thinking hard about it. And Will, when he was so cute, when he learned to roll over, he'd roll on his stomach and he'd he'd put his arms behind his back and kick his legs. And we always joked that he was trying to fly. And I'm like, wow, this guy's going to take off one of these days. And so one day he was doing it and it just clicked in my head that like, okay, I'm a graphic, I'm a web designer, graphic designer. Will needs to fly. We're going to make him fly. And so one day he was doing it. We picked him up. We took him outside and he was just in his pajamas and I held him up. Well, my son, I set up the camera and my son just kind of clicked away and took some pictures. And then I went back inside and <clears throat> photoshopped him out of or myself out of the the shot. So it looked like he was up there just kind of flying away. And and I didn't think much of it. And and I posted that Will, you know, we'd always talked about on my Instagram how Will looked like he was going to fly and he's going to do amazing things in his life. And as long as we didn't limit him, but we were there for him, he would do these these incredible things. And so... It was this perfect transition of like here here will is he's he's flying now guys and and we are being there to support him and then whatever he wants to do and and i thought it'd be just kind of a fun uh one-off thing that i would do and it just exploded people loved it they really felt the energy behind it and the love behind it and so i started doing sort of a series about it um about will was do what will was doing in our in our house and how he was flying in his special abilities to fly and be limitless. Um, and next thing we knew, we had uh, a, a kind of grown a following on Instagram and I thought we need to take this to another level. And so we created a, a Kickstarter program and we were able to raise enough money to travel across the Western United States, do a bunch of photography of Will flying all over and go around and interview families who had children with special abilities and tell their stories and expand upon it. And and next thing we knew, it was spreading all across the world. Will was just flying all over and it was it was just a huge blessing. It's something that I, I had no idea that would grow exponentially like that, but really
0: grateful that it did. What an amazing story. And I there was a couple of things that I, I want to have you elaborate on. Um, I want to start actually with um, some of those emotions that you felt when Will was born, I think that you had expressed it as there was some pride and some layers and there was some some blocks that, that uh, held you back from being able to see what what your son had and uh, in a very positive way. That's something that I think many fathers can relate to myself included. Um, we also did not know that Nash had Down syndrome when he was born. And we found out after he was born and, and similar to Nikki, Andrea was great. Um, from the moment she held Nash, she was good. And it took me a little time to be able to get through that. And so share with us about that. How, how did you overcome some of those, um, self-imposed limitations that I would say that you had for yourself as, as being welcomed into the down syndrome world?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, great question, you know, it's hard for me to really even imagine the thought of me feeling that way towards Will, knowing him now and, and how it is. But there were, I mean, there were a lot of unknowns, obviously that we, we didn't know what was, what we were going to, challenges we were gonna be faced with, right? I think that one of the main things, one of the initial things that helped me realize that what the blessing, uh, what kind of blessing Will was going to be in our life was when our children met Will for the first time. Mm. So Nikki and I had kind of had this moment where we were in the hospital and alone. And, you know, she was kind of talking to people on the phone and just like saying, oh, he's got this color hair. He's, he's this. And oh, and he has Down syndrome and this. And I was just like amazed that she could take <laughs> this off, you know, like this. And, and uh, here I am just like, I mean, I, I feel sad even saying this, but I wouldn't share. I it took me a couple of days to share photos of him, and when I did, I made sure his eyes were closed so that people wouldn't know that he had Down syndrome. Yeah. Um, and then shortly after that, our kids came to the hospital to meet Will, and it's a really emotional uh, story for me. But when they came in, I talked to them about Will. I I prefaced a little bit. I'm like, you know, he has Down syndrome, and I was thinking that I was doing them this big favor by explaining this to them. And they were just like, so I don't care. And I'm like, well, he might be kind of like a a, a child for most of his life, you know? And and they were like, that's great. you know." So, and, and they went in and they were just willing to, they didn't see him as someone who had down syndrome and, and they were just so excited and, and the energy of them just loving him and just, not concerned about anything else. He's just a healthy baby here. And they were excited for that. And I realized that he was going to teach them, Will was going to teach my kids, things that I would never be able to teach them as far as seeing people, um, not seeing people ha- as having differences and being unfiltered. And, and I realized that, that that was one of the first healing moments for me to know that, that Will was gonna be an incredible blessing in my life. And then to see when we brought him home, the amount of people that just wanted to gravitate to him, they could feel his spirit, his energy, his, Mm -hmm. the, the. the Undescribable what it was, a lot of people had different reasons for wanting to come over people that we haven't seen for a long time that just wanted to be around him. And I knew that, um, it was going to help me overcome a lot of some of my selfish pride and. And it was going to introduce me to uh, some things that I needed to, to work on and heal that I before didn't realize that I needed to. And so, yeah, that was just the healing process and, and a lot of different steps from there and, and interactions that, that just have improved my life in ways that I never knew I needed.
0: So you, you share that there's just that energy and you share that there's people that are just drawn to that and they're attracted to that. Do you still see that taking place today?
1: Oh, yes. It's it's uh, interesting. To s- Will has helped us to meet so many different people in a lot of different ways. And as he gets older, it, it even becomes more involved to where, like, let's say we're going to the grocery store just to buy some oranges or something. <clears throat> Could be like a five-minute trip normally, but if we're taking Will... It'll be a half an hour because literally he cannot, I don't think it's possible for him to not want to communicate with every person that he meets. And that opens us up to so many different like surprise friendships that come to be, or they talk about, maybe they know someone with special needs or they have a child with special needs. And then we make a connection there. And um, his famous line is, what's your name? You know, he just <laughs> randomly go up to people. and, What's your name? You know, and, and then, We'll have a five minute conversation with them and it's it's great, you know. If we could all be like that, imagine how much more love we would have in the world. And we had an opportunity to take our kids to New York. And you can imagine Will with his personality, we're on the subway, and here we are just like I'm just sort of praying like Will, just not on the subway. Let's 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 just wait to <laughs> off the subway. And here I am with my sort of filtered eyes you know looking at people like oh that guy's rough he's probably a mean person and we're sitting there and this one moment and will says what's your name and the guy starts talking to him and will didn't see him as that way you know he just was like we say that everybody's will's friend you know strangers are just people or just friends he hasn't met yet right right and next thing we know he was interacting and we're interacting with this gentleman that we perceived as dangerous or, you know, could potentially be harmful. And next thing you know, the man is smiling and we're joking and we're like, have a great day. And so I love that he's, it's in a lot of people and you know how it is. A lot of people with special, especially specifically with down syndrome, just have that ability.
0: That's right. Yeah. I, I always struggled. And this was a big part of, of why we feel so strongly about building the rise up movement But I always struggled with calling uh, Nash disabled. Mm -hmm. And I always struggled with calling him having special needs. Because my experience with Nash is, yes, there's things that he doesn't do as well as maybe as his other siblings. um, But there's things that he does superior than most people I've ever met in regard to an emotional intelligence, in regard to all of those things that you talked about that Will embodies and and that he has as well. And it just seems so wrong to be able to label Nash or to describe Nash as being disabled when truly where it really counts and where it really matters in that unconditional love, he excels far greater than I ever aspire to be able to, to excel. And so it just makes a lot of sense that it's a special ability that they have. And, uh, and I've even called it a superpower, which I think fits so well with Will Can Fly, yeah. because I think that that is symbolic of what this child has and what this community has, whether that's within Down syndrome or autism or any other um, special ability that, that parents' children are entrusted with or caregivers are entrusted with. It just, I think, describes it so much better. And that's, again, a big part of this movement. So that's such a, a great example, like such a tremendous example there. Wow.
1: I love that the special abilities. That's truly what it is. You know, uh, they have so much to offer. And I love that, the you know, the inclusion is happening more and people are becoming more aware of it. You know, there's a lot of, there can be some bad things on social media, but this is one thing that is truly remarkable that is happening on social media. This, this opening of, of people's awareness for people with special abilities. It's
0: beautiful. Yeah, no question. So I'd like to switch gears a little bit and <clears throat> see if you've had any experiences, whether those are external experiences or or internal for you personally, to where you you find that there's um, injustices or that there's perceptions that are being held back for will or, or within the community that you can see where still that there's social perceptions that are holding individuals back. Anything that comes to mind, and, and maybe I'll share one that is, uh, is heavy on my heart right now and something that I've posted about and, and spoke about fairly often. But there was the child in Florida that this last October, just a number of months ago, that uh, was born with Down syndrome and, as is very common in Down syndrome, had a heart defect and actually got to a place where this child was in need of a heart transplant. Mm -hmm. And, um, the family went to multiple hospitals, multiple organizations, trying to be able to get their son, this heart transplant that he desperately needed. And all of the organizations said the same thing that your child would survive with the heart transplant. Um, your child is eligible and healthy enough to receive a heart transplant, but we're not going to put them on the donor list for one reason and one reason only. And it's because he has down syndrome Mm -hmm. and the, the The notion and the the communication towards the family was that this heart or a heart would be better served in somebody that could do something with it or that could live a more fulfilling life. And because your son has Down syndrome, you know, we don't feel like we feel like this heart would be better served with somebody else who doesn't have Down syndrome, was in essence the message. So the child's name was Zion Sarmiento and again was in Florida. And so that's an extreme example, but I I, uh, was curious if you've seen anything in your life that would, um, that you said, you know what, that's, that's not right. Like Mm -hmm. how you're treating this child or my child or anything else. That's not right. Anything come to mind as you've, you've (laughs) waited that,
1: you know, Will is is eight and um, we're just kind of entering this world where um, he is, you know, kind of getting out on his own to a certain degree. And Um, attending school and we've seen some challenges with inclusion in school that have been hard to to realize and to work through our school system up here has decided to take all the kids instead of letting them go to the their their designated school Mm -hmm. uh, based on their their location they've kind of put them all in one centralized schooling system. And I don't know how, if it is. They're um, doing the exact
0: same thing here. It's uh, so frustrating.
1: It, yeah, and that, for me, that's kind of an injustice for a lot of different reasons. Um, because, you know, I'd like to have Will grow up with his typical peers, but two, I think it it's an injustice for his peers because there are a lot of, like, for example, right now he goes to a special needs class and, He spends a majority of his day in his special, what they call a special needs class and where maybe he has 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes with his typical peers. And we had the opportunity to go in uh, to, to read a book about uh, what it's like to have down syndrome and kind of explain Mm -hmm. to the kids, talk to the kids about the world of of what that means. And um, in his typical peers class and these, these, I have never heard a class so quiet full of six year olds or eight year olds. And just they were just in awe and the learning and the and you know, and when we walked in, it was interesting. The teacher was speaking and they saw Will and all of them turn and they're like, Will's here, Will's here, you know, like almost like cheering that he was there because they they love having him there. And then we we give this like 20 minute presentation and then we're leaving and everyone's just so sad to see him go and it was. I, it almost brought me to tears because I'm like, they want him to be in there, you know. They, granted, he's not necessarily learning at the same level as them, and so there's some challenges that the school system um, you needs would would need to work through to keep him in there all day. But it's possible, you know. I the funds. I'm sure the funds are there, and and so it's this is that's one of those things where we are trying to do what we can to have more inclusion in the school so that Will can have that interaction with his typical peers so he can help them as they help him,
0: that sort of thing.
1: So, you know, Brady, when you talk about that, that's, that's the number one thing on my mind right now as far as what can I do to help improve that situation?
0: Well, so, Alan, I think that's a perfect example. And, and we're a family that's experiencing the exact same thing, by the way, that. Our son Cooper. So we we have Nash, who was born into our family, and we adopted Cooper, um, who's uh 10 right now, is uh also has Down syndrome. And Cooper is shipped across across town uh to a completely wow. different school than what he he would normally go to if he was a, a typical child. And he's over there with people that you know he's not part of his normal peer group in his in his uh, neighborhood and in the church setting it's the exact same thing that our uh, like our neighborhood boys and like the people that he goes to church with they love him and they want him to yeah. be a part of their life and they ask like I'm not exaggerating I had a, a group of uh, 14 and 15 year old boys who was at a, a, a church dance uh, the other night call me and ask if Cooper could come their oh, 10 year old friend could come and hang out with awesome. him. And, uh, and I said, no, probably not tonight, but it just showed like they they genuinely love uh, these children. And I, I believe that there's in particular with children that they're ultra sensitive to that special spirit, that special ability, that superpower that exists within these children and that they feel that and that they want more of that. And so the thought of taking these children and collecting them from an, an expanded sphere of, of uh, you know, geographic region and put them all in a centralized school in a centralized class seems like we're putting a, a really bright light that could bless a lot of people's lives in one place and then covering it up. just doesn't make a ton of sense.
1: A great way to describe that yes, I totally agree. And I think there's there is a uh, benefits to will being in a class to a certain degree that where he can you know they can uh, sort of cater the learning to mm-hmm. his level. But like you said, that, that light, I love that, that light, it, that's one of the most important things is sharing that light so okay. that those, those kids can feel that and they can not be like me. When I, I remember growing up and we had the, the people in the trailers and that's we're, right. Who, who, Same who with us. Yeah. Wow. Who were they? And so I never had that. And so when Will was, we've learned that Will has Down syndrome, I was, are just like i don't know what that means i'm scared yeah,
0: fearful not sure like not yeah. sure what to say how to react
1: exactly and if i would have grown up with with some of those um children who had special abilities in my class that would never have happened so yeah, yeah. Coming there. we had
0: we had an experience with these same boys so nash has his peer group of 14 and 15 and we went um on a backpacking trip last year into the wind rivers. And I was somewhat hesitant to take Nash because one, it was very physical and I wasn't sure if he could make it. And I didn't want it to distract from what the the other boys were going to experience. I didn't want it to be slower to have to trudge all the way up the mountain. I wasn't sure, you know, if I had to spend a lot of my attention during the days that we were up there that we're going to take away from the other boys. And I was really like conscientious of, I wanted the other boys to have a really good experience. And here I am 14 years into this. And like, I have this aha moment where I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like I'm being the person I, I I don't want to be. Like I I need to, I like, I absolutely am going to take Nash. And so I took Nash and I witnessed a couple of things. One, I witnessed that Nash was very, very capable to be able to get up that mountain. In fact, he did really well packing yeah. a, hairy, a heavy pack. And getting up there and spending multiple days in the backcountry. But more importantly, is and yes, it took us longer, but more importantly, I saw those boys. There was 12 boys that were there rally around Nash and be able to help Nash. I see pictures of them holding his hand up this like steep, wow. steep trail. And I think the 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 reason why we bring Nash is yes for Nash, but more importantly, it's the influence and the opportunity that it's giving all these other boys to be able to rally together, to be able to help Nash up the mountain. And guess what? It made their pack lighter because they're thinking about Nash, not about the pack that's on their. I pack. love
1: that. I and love so, that.
0: Yeah, I, I think about that a lot yeah. with with in regards to what you shared with your experience with will in like the peer group and taking him to the store and everything else. Like, yes, it takes a little bit more time Mm -hmm. to get to the store and to be in the store, but man, think of all the people that are, are being blessed as a result of that.
1: Yeah. And how, you know, your example with the story of of stretching those boys and, and, and teaching them to serve and all those great blessings that come from sharing our children with special abilities with the world and not limiting them. And I think that's something, you know, that I fell into uh, early on with Will is I felt like I just wanted to protect him all the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't want him to feel any sort of negativity. And, and I just, I you know, but as soon as I realized that I could just let him fly, yeah. which is what he wanted to do. That's right? so symbolic. man. Yeah, it really is. And, and I just let him fly. He was able to, help other people in ways that, that I never would have thought of. Right. And so, yeah, it's a little scary to do that. And, you know, you had, you were apprehensive as well. And I think if the world can let us not put limits on these kids, they, they're going to, they're going to change the world.
0: That's right. So that, that is, um, that's a deep thought. And I, I've thought a lot about that. If we look at the the history of disabilities, let's just take it in the, our nation right now, in, in the United States, that it was common practice throughout the, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, even going into the 60s, that when a child was born with, uh, you know, quote unquote disability, that immediately that family would place them into an institution. And that's what the the medical professionals would counsel them. That's what they would say was best for this child is mm-hmm. to take that individual and put them away. And um, really, you rarely saw them
1: very yeah. often.
0: And um, that, that was a unique circumstance. There was even um, testing that went on to try and fix them of this uh, you know, disability that they, they had been born with. And that was how it was in society for many, many years and then we saw a transformation that took place in the 70s 80s and and even into the 90s i would say and going into the 2010 it wasn't until 2009 i believe that they removed the r word from from the legal term from the correct term oh, of, yeah. of how how uh how you know society was yeah. was referring to these individuals mm-hmm. and so it's starting to give these individuals hey you know what yeah it's okay if you want to to come and join and you can be part of our society, but it still seemed for many years, even up to right now, that yeah, we'll let them be a part of society, but we're not allowing them to spread their wings and ultimately fly and have the impact and influence that, uh, that they are capable of having. And Alan, that's honestly one of the reasons why I felt so strongly about having you as a podcast guest is because you're doing that. that you've been entrusted with a talent to be a graphic designer and you're taking that talent and you've been able to demonstrate to the world in a very special way the special ability that exists within your son and that exists within this community and so hats off to you on that Uh, but but i agree i think that there's there's a lot of work left to be able to be done on that thing but um yeah it'll be interesting to see what transpires over the next decade
1: And I think, you know, as you, as you mentioned that I have studied photography for a lot of years and I told, I was telling Nikki, all of the, all of the the work and, and training and learning that I have, have had over the years for photography have been, have led me to this moment of sharing these pictures with Will. And I believe that with all my heart, I believe that Will was sent for that special purpose of, of helping people to to understand that we need to stop placing limits on these children and people with special abilities. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah,
0: that's wonderful. I'd love to hear what your vision is for the future. I mean, you've, you've, uh, you've come a long way, You've got to a place where this is your full-time job. This is Mm -hmm. what you do uh, Mm -hmm. to be able to provide for your family and being able to manage your, your Instagram, manage your vlog that you're doing as well quite remarkable and I'd love to hear what the vision is because you still got a lot of a lot of good left in you to be able to accomplish.
1: Yeah, you know, I've always pondered and and, and allowed myself to my heart to be open to what the Lord would have me have me share or what message I can I, I can share with others and through my family. And you know right now, Brady, it's just kind of one of those things where we're just sharing the day-to-day life. And it's, it's, it's not quite as a grand of a message of, you know, with the photography, but it's more just coming down to the realities of some of the things we're doing. And, you know, I feel like as time goes on, you know, and we talk about these harder issues, I feel like maybe there will be a, a transition into trying to deal with some of these harder issues, whether it's with school, it's with rights for people with special abilities and that sort of issue it hasn't quite presented itself to me you know like uh, that's how that voice will be and and so i'm open to it and we're we're waiting for it and as we wait we're just sharing the joys that we have right now and the challenges so i'm optimistic there's going to be some great things coming yeah,
0: i agree with that i would say that uh, going back to the thought that i had shared that um and I think you'll appreciate this. I believe that there's a hastening that's transpiring right now before our eyes. And that um, there's a tremendous work that's that's transpiring. I would say, even not to transpire in the in the eyes of, of us seeing, but more in a spiritual sense. I truly believe that there's a hastening that's happening, and that these individuals that are entrusted with this special ability is uh, that they're a part of this and Mm. that they are absolutely um, a big, big part of this. And it's not a matter of having these children just be normalized. It's a matter of having these children and these individuals be put on a pedestal so that the world can look to them and see what it means to have unconditional love. Yeah. See what it means to be able to, to see somebody as who they truly are, their divine self, like the man in the subway, yeah. that's a special ability that Will has to see that man and to ask his name and for that man to begin to see who he really is because Will sees him that way. And so I think there's a work that's happening right now. And it's unique for you to say that, that you're cognizant of that and that you're aware of that and that you're ready and willing to answer the call. When uh, when that happens, not if, but when that happens. Um, there's a stat that I read this last week in an article that said that in the United States currently there are 67 percent of pregnancies that, when the family finds out that they're having a child with Down syndrome that they terminate that pregnancy. And that's a staggering stat for me to be able to comprehend that in Iceland, it's essentially 100% of pregnancies are terminated. Um, There's another uh, country that I saw, I don't recall the the country, it was in Europe, uh, that was 98% of pregnancies are terminated. And you can see that there's a battle that's transpiring to, to not allow this special ability to be brought into the world. Okay. There's an, an actual war in my mind that is happening right now that uh, is trying to negate these individuals to be able to be brought into the world. And so I think there's a lot of rights and awareness and, and work to be able to be done in that respect. And as well as a lot of rights and work to be done uh, with individuals who are here and that, that are, are part of our world right now. So yeah. be fun to see where that goes.
1: Yeah. And I always, you know, I, I tell people and one sort of approach that we've been really thoughtful of and really open to how we can present it more is just challenging people to meet someone specifically with down syndrome Mm -hmm. because we know that once you meet someone with down syndrome it's going to change your life in some way it's going to affect you you're going to walk away with something it may not change you right then but you'll walk away you'll always remember it and it'll change you in some way so it's you know a lot of times i like to end with saying if you see someone with down syndrome be sure to give them a high five or say hi to them because it'll change your day and it'll probably change your life in some way right so that's that's one of the things of like just getting out and meeting someone with down syndrome and see what see how it makes you feel because i guarantee you're gonna love it you know it's gonna it's gonna help you start seeing with the eyes of god you know that's right yeah, so, that's exactly right.
0: Any other thoughts that you'd like to share, Alan? This has been a, a tremendous conversation and a very uh, deep and insightful conversation. Anything else that comes to mind? You're a fun guy as well. Anything, anything fun you want to share with us?
1: Oh, let me think here. You know, I, I, Brady. It's just fun. I'm just having a fun time sharing what it's like to have a uh, have a child with special abilities. It, there are challenges, but it's it's so fun. And every day, you know, people always ask me, they're like, are you just smiling every day? And I'm like, yeah, there's some, there's, I'm smiling a lot. You know, there's days when I'm just like, you know, he's pushing my patience, but every day is unique. And it's just fun to be a part of knowing that will is this, this person that this, this beautiful human, this beautiful angel that can just, affect people in such a way and you know i always thought when will was born and and you know over the years as he's grown i it's like oh yeah no this is where i plateaued and this is what he can teach me and he's at this level and oh, i've learned so much about patience i've learned so much about um you know looking at the world uh in, in a different way because of will as so i kind of plateaued now and then next thing i you know he teaches me a new um, aspect for looking at things. And right now, his, his big thing is, is just teaching me how to be open to meeting people, like, yeah. and not keep, get this tunnel vision when I walk through the store. And I think a lot of things have happened with the pandemic and different things to where actually, we've just kind of been like, you know, oh, I don't, I don't want to talk to that person, or I don't want to get near them. Yeah. Uh, that's one thing that I noticed that was really hard for Will, in school, when they were wearing masks and, yeah. and different things, it was really hard for him to just want to be able to communicate with someone. And so that was challenging for him. And we understand some of the limitations and why they were there and, and, and pay respect to those, but it was so challenging for him. And so we're grateful to see that that's broadening and opening up again to where they can share that light. And, you know, and that really stuck with me when you mentioned about the light and how we mm-hmm. hide, how, you know, sometimes in society, we feel like we need to hide that light.
0: Yeah.
1: And I think that's the big thing. That, that's one of the big challenges for me is how we can just shine that light so bright all the time and, 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 and understand that there are things that are trying to dim that light every day. And like you said too, the inclusion is growing but there is still that opposition right and i think it comes down to just all of us understanding that we need to slow down you know and that's another great thing that people are our children with special abilities teach us is to slow down and see things at face value and and just enjoy life a lot more So
0: So you you shared something. I had a thought come to my mind. This is uh, fun to be able to be able to speak so openly about some of these topics in regards to faith and spirituality and so forth. You had had shared with me when Will was born, and um, I get emotional thinking about this because I experienced the same feelings, but when Will was born, there was a few days that you, you wouldn't share a picture. Mm-hmm. And that in essence, there was a, a feeling of even a, an ashamed, if, if you may. And, and I share that or I say that because I felt the same thing and I went through the exact same thing. I remember as an individual that was very outgoing and athletic and, and you know, whatever it may be as you're, as you're growing up self and you have these aspirations for what your son, you know, your posterity, your, your, your son and what they're going to do. And then when you have that thought of, of having the a child that, that maybe would be different in that regard, that immediately exposes us and our natural man tendencies or mm-hmm. our inadequacies or our pride. And um, I look at it now, fast forward with Nash being 14, and I could not be more proud of the fact that I'm a father of a son who has Down syndrome. And I could not be more proud to go into the world into the public. And I can't introduce myself to anybody without somehow working in that I, I get to have two boys that have Down syndrome. And I know probably my other kids maybe feel a little bit like, hey, what about me too? But exactly, um, yeah. you know, that, that happens. But there's a there's a, there's definitely like uh, like scales that come off of us when we get to be around these children. And and thank you for being so vulnerable with that and sharing that because. I don't know if I've, uh, I don't know if I've ever voiced that out loud before, and that's very healthy. That's a very um, healthy feeling for me to be able to say that as uh, I reflect back on those first few days and even months with my son in in that context. So thank you for being so open about that.
1: Thank you. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. That's actually something that I'm trying to work on and and find a voice and how I can share it is helping dads to be able to open up about their feelings when they have a child with, specifically with Down syndrome being in that world or just typically with any child with special abilities. But I've had opportunities to speak at hospitals where um, families have come who have children with Down syndrome and share our story. And I've had dads come up to me just sobbing. And I had a, a family once, a, a very, large Samoan man who you know just breaking down saying thank you for sharing that sharing I felt the same way but I've never been able to share that and I haven't ever felt like I've been able to talk to anybody about that I maybe shared it with my wife and in certain fashion but I've always just you know I think a lot of times we as as dads and, and just men in general we feel like we have to sort of hide our emotions to a certain degree because there's that masculinity that we don't want to feel like we, that we're vulnerable to or, or what show any vulnerability. And so that's, I think, another uh, voice or, or um, sort of campaign that I want to get out to yes. dads of it's okay and let's share our voices. And I think um, our wives are doing a great job on social media with sharing yeah. their, their love and, and, and advocacy. But where are the dads? Let's get out here and let's not, let's be okay with shedding some tears if we want to and sharing our emotions about how are these children bless our lives. And so, uh, Brady, that's another thing I'm working on that that sort of trying to evolve right now and uh, help dads come out. And so I appreciate you sharing that. You know, that's yeah. something that you know you mentioned that you haven't shared before, and those type of things are great for dads to share together if we can find a way to right. do that. Um,
0: yeah. That is that is absolutely true. And it comes back to the to that, I think, mindset of you know, going back to the 40s, 50s, and 60s when a mm-hmm. child was born, that the, the sentiment was immediately, hurry, hide this child, like hide them, put them away. And if we really are are diligent in in pondering where those emotions and feelings come from, that comes from a source of fear comes from a source of pride and those are some of those emotions that we had talked about and society as a whole would naturally go towards that way and i would say even to a certain degree today not even to a certain degree but in a large way society would still have those feelings of of hide don't don't allow that light to shine
1: in essence and they don't
0: realize that that's what they're saying but yeah yeah it needs to be shared and normalized in that regard and understood
1: and you know and and really and taking a moment to think about it and yeah. and and once <clears throat> that was my whole enlightenment is stepping back under and realizing that it was my pride yeah. you know the funny thing is brady i was one of the the things that i after will was born i was like oh he's going to place so many limits on my children he's going to place limits on me as a photographer i'm not going to be able to travel and do all these yeah. things and, and then my wife was literally, with her words, slapped me across the face and, and <laughs> was to say like, hey, you know, like step back and get over yourself. You know, she literally told me that. And, and that's one of the things I remember most about uh, that moment is Nikki's just looking at me like, get over yourself, yeah. okay? And I was able to kind of step back from that moment and just take a deep breath and begin to learn and begin to understand, right? There's a lot of things that are out of our control And this is one thing that was out of my control and, you know, but I was able to learn and have it. And now with Will and um, some of the things I've done, he didn't place limits on my photography. He, he, you know, when we think about it and that's, That's yeah, yeah,
0: these,
1: you know, fortunately and been blessed to have these pictures shared all around the world and and share that voice. And so here I was thinking he was going to place limits on me and my, and what I wanted to do when I speak about, you know, my photography, and it grew exponentially, you know, and that's just one element of it, but the main thing was for him to strip me of that pride. That's right. And as I began to understand it, and I think a big part of it, too, is having a big, uh, a good uh, community base to share, you know, and that's one thing we need to do. I'd have, I know a lot of people, and that's, I know that I have all these things on my list of like, how can we get this to grow, but, um, helping communities. I have a lot of people on Instagram, reach out to me all the time saying, Hey, I see your community up there. It's so great. You guys do all these things. And I know it was healing for you. I don't have that here. How do I get that? How do I get families to come together who have, have children with special abilities or with down syndrome and grow together? Cause that was one of the big things, you know, when we sp- speak about healing for me in the hospital, we had a dear mo- mother that I love so much. Her uh, name is Marie Lishman. She came to the hospital. She has a child with Down syndrome and she talked about her children and how her son has helped her children grow in so many different ways and how they were actually writing a will, you know, for when they pass away. And the, the, the kids were fighting over who gets their brother, you know, or who gets <laughs> care of their brother, right? And, and I was like, wow, that, you know, here I was thinking this is going to be such a burden. And it's going to place limits on, on my children. Hear her children talk about, hey, I get I get to custody or whatever, you know, yeah. that sort of thing, or you know. And so it's that understanding. It's that finding a a way to help people m- learn more about the light that they bring yeah. to the world. So well,
0: I I I'm a firm believer that when we allow ourselves to get caught up in a cause that's bigger than ourselves, that we'll witness miracles. And I believe that the exposure and the influence that you've been able to create through your photography is simply a result of you um, being able to get caught up in a cause that's bigger than yourself and mm-hmm. telling that message of your son and what your experience has been. And so whatever, whatever uh, we could do to support you, I want to continue to do that. And, and uh, I'm extremely thankful yep. for the work that you're doing Um, It is so needed. And I agree that there needs to be more dads out there with a voice in this community. Um, One statistic that I'd share, um, we do a a tremendous amount of uh, financial advising for families that have special abilities children. That's what my profession is by trade. And we uh, recently ran an ad campaign to be able to help um, families to see that this is a service that's out there. And we had 27 individuals respond to the ad over a period of a couple of days every single one of them was a mother there wasn't a single father that responded to the ad Um, it was every one of them was a mother saying we want to get this planning done and get this taken care of and uh, it was eye-opening for me definitely so we definitely need dads more involved and and you're a perfect example of, of someone that is being very involved. So great, great work on that.
1: Great work on your end too. I love what you guys are doing. And, you know, I real quick wanted to share too, like if anybody who's watching, maybe thinking about or, or having thoughts that maybe they should adopt a child with Down syndrome, I'd say 100% go for it. Just follow those feelings and move forward. I, I've, sp- I've spoken with so many families who have just always been concerned about where, you know, adopting is expensive. How am I going to pay for this? And just doors open, magically. Right. And so um, just just take that step forward and follow well, that. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that's another
0: passion of, of mine, as, as you're aware. There's, it's fun to be able to share what our experience has been with having a child entrusted to us through birth. But there's, as you said, there's the blessing and opportunity to be able to adopt a child that has this special ability and, uh, by choice, being able to bring that light into your life. And that's a, that's a scary consideration and a scary proposition, a road to go down. But, um, to your point, there are tremendous amounts of resources available, both financial as well as emotional and so forth, by way of support to be able to make that happen. Um, Right now, I'm aware of 491 children uh, in the world that have Down syndrome that are eligible to be adopted that just need a family to be able to raise their hand and answer that call to adopt them. So thanks for bringing that up, Alan.
1: Definitely. Thank you for all you're doing in that realm as well.
0: Yep. I'd say that about wraps up our time today, um, Alan. My guess is we're going to have more interaction and more opportunity to be able to push this cause forward, whether that's an, on another podcast opportunity, but I'd probably say even more so in some of the work that we're doing together uh, on behalf of this community. So keep up the great work, my friend, and send our love to your family, and, and uh, we'll continue to be in touch.
1: Great. Thank you, Brady. said, let me tell you right now i